laughing. Nick is laughing. (laughs) Anyway, Jeff, go on. Craft Beer Radio, episode 445. On December 1st, 2017. And welcome, everybody, to a cool laid-back episode of Craft Beer Radio. <laughs> As you might have expected, our friends Nick and Aaron are both here. Hey, guys. Hello. Howdy doody. And I'm Greg, and that's Jeff over there. Hello. And uh, we're going to uh, drink some beers and talk about yes, them. Yes, we are. It's no Knight Rider theme, but it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, come on. Love Yen Rose. is such a classic. So, uh, you brought over a couple beers. I did. Uh, we have some beers that were uh, sent to us by a brewery, and we have some beers that uh, Dave brought, I believe. Yes. And that is that. So, why don't we start with one of the beers you brought? All right. So, this is the Evil Genius. And it is the By Felicia, which I don't have a... I should get the, the, yeah, uh, the, reference. the clip. What's it from, though? I'm like, Friday. Friday. Let's see. Here's the. Oh yeah, you need to turn me up so so you can hear it. Okay, <laughs> you turned up. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> wow, I did not even catch that. <laughs> wow, how'd you catch that? Is it because you all read of, it? Or? All of their beers are named after a catchphrase in TV. You never movie. heard of By Felicia before? Well, yeah, I've seen that movie, but I just never. Oh I no, didn't it, make the connection. I didn't know By Felicia was from that movie. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know like it. Yeah, like it I didn't there. catch that. All right, oh. so what? Passion fruit IPA is that what this thing is? Yeah, passion fruit IPA. It certainly smells like it. Um, so this is. Let's see. Six point five percent alcohol by volume, fifty-eight IBU. The malts are two-row and malted wheat. The hops are Amarillo and Warrior. So it has like a lemony, has a cough medicine flavor to it. to it. Oh, you already just jumped right on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even get to that. It looks like a, like a golden, like lemony yellow with some like nice grittiness to yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then it tastes like cough syrup. It smells Actually. like lemon. Wow. So, so Jeff, uh, out to a quick start off the races. Um, I'm smelling. Oh, <laughs> That's disgusting. Jeff That's almost as bad as watermelon Dorado. Almost. <laughs> well, you didn't break out in cursing, so couldn't can't be as bad. Um, I don't. <laughs> I expect more out of Ballast Point. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get it. I, this is part of the you know a trend of fruited IPAs that's been going on for a while, and it seems like there gonna... might be like a lactose thing in there or something, kind of giving it like a cream cherry cream soda type flavor along with that passion fruit but after i got that then i just got all cough syrup i don't really get cough syrup but yeah i don't get that either i just get like a lot of lemongrass i get some passion fruit like it it, it actually it tastes kind of tastes like a grapefruit i get the passion fruit i i i, I see what jeff is talking about and it tastes a little extracty at the end it mm-hmm. tastes a little bit like um I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go as far to say cough syrup or medicine, but I, it tastes extracty. Yeah, it tastes like um, like it almost leave, like makes my um, like it, like I'm not salivating in a good way. It's like making my like my saliva very like sticky. It's I don't know how to ex- I don't know how to de- <laughs> describe it. You know what I mean? It doesn't taste like as weedy as I thought it was going to. The way it smells, though. I mean, I get a lot of lemon. I get a lot of grapefruit. I get a lot of things that just don't seem balanced. Interesting. I, I am mostly getting passion fruit. I know I see oh, the yeah, lemon passion, is ter- yeah. I get or grapefruit. I, the lemon not so much, but grapefruit I can see. But I mean, passion fruit and grapefruit are kind of similar. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, there is. I, I like what you're saying, Aaron, about the wheat. That the the wheat is coming through um, pretty heavily. It's giving a, a little bit of extra sweetness. Um, Sort of around the yeah, uh, the, like the I think the passion fruit is coming on the 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 base of the tongue, but like around it is just this weeded flavor. But Jeff is all just 
sitting there watching us. Just watching you, wondering I, if I was wrong, but I know I'm not. And I got, I got five more of these things, so yeah. <laughs> I got a six pack because that's Usually all I sold. Usually, I like, I'd be the first to be like, "This tastes like cough syrup," but I don't think it tastes like cough syrup. No, I think it's, I don't think it's great. But no, it's yeah, definitely I don't, not great. I don't think it's great. I don't like beer in general. Usually, so. Oh come on! Lies. Come on now! She's you, getting there. She's turning. Yeah, Lies. you're you're already turned to that I point where you like. Beer. I feel like you I just like... told Greg that you had three sours willingly. Last time you were on the show, you were like a beer I know. champion. I feel like I'm not a beer champion. You, it's but okay. I feel you're... like every time I come on the show, I like I get better. You're in a safe at space. <laughs> This is yeah. This is not one I really recommend. No, this is... I wouldn't. There's a pro. Just dump it. I can't <laughs> There's a problem I've been having with um, Evil Genius since I moved to Philadelphia. Is it not very good? Yes, <laughs> but everyone loves them. So many people come up to me like, "Oh, I want the Evil Genius purple dishwasher That's monkey thing," and it's just like, "Why marketing. do you want that?" It Mar- is oh, so it's, bad. it's marketing, and it's the it's flavored beer. Every almost. Most of the things that your people are buzzing about are probably the flavored beer parts of Evil Genius, right? The Purple Monkey dishwasher. Yeah, which is just and, so gross to me. I mean, do people like do we just want their straight up IPA? Shut up, Meg. Or do you guys have people asking for that one too? Or is it just like the passion fruit cough syrups and the peanut butter diapers and the yeah, the peanut butter diapers and the the chocolatey porters that are artificially yeah, like uh-huh. overly oh. sweet and just disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. I yeah. Like so that like one. I've had I've had. <laughs> You're allowed. You're allowed. I, I like that one. Filthy casuals. Because you, you were like, eh about it. Was that the one that I was, you were like, eh about it? I'm like, I actually like this. You're like, nah, it doesn't taste like a porter. I'm like, see, this is... It's yeah, 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 that would have been it. Like, yeah, that would have been it. Yep. Anyway, yeah, chocolate continue, nitro continue porter. on something that you actually said you like. Go ahead. No, no, that was Rogue. That was oh, Rogue. Okay. That was the Rogue Hazelnut. That statement, the then. Rogue Hazelnut um, <laughs> Porter. Uh-huh. Um, I had because I was like, I, everything I've had from them, I yes. always hated. That's I right. will go in with an open mind and try my best. And I sit there and I said, that one's not bad. It's not the no, worst thing I've had by them. Said. I said, it's meh. Okay. That's exactly what you said. You said, said it's meh. meh. But that's a lot better than just going to the dump bucket. Rogue to me is the epitome of the meh brewery. Or they have been for a while. I haven't had a lot of Rogue in a I while. I like but their porter. They, I mean, I, I always used to say they always seemed to aim for an 8 out of 10. Um, and that was when uh, beer was in a different state. When when ten out of, when 9 out of 10s were not very common. Um, now I would think Rogue kind of would hit in a six out of ten or so in terms of the stuff that we've had versus the Rogues that I remember. Yeah, I think I would. It's I'm due for a reevaluation. Yeah. I'd love to try Shakespeare Stout, a fresh bottle of Shakespeare mm-hmm. Stout. I'd love to fa- try. Um, what's the one I really I liked from Rogue? I'm trying to remember, I never liked Dead Guy. Yeah, I wasn't ever big. Uh, the Voodoo. Didn't their it? their Imperial IPA oh, was what, their, Imperial, <laughs> their Imperial IPA was my first Imperial IPA, and it was delicious. It tastes like grapefruit juice, and it was so good. Um, so we are drinking Hopluck. This is from Offshoot Brewery. This is an or Offshoot Beer Company. This is an offshoot of the brewery and Patrick Rue. So this is not. So the the other one that we had was a Northeast IPA. This is a, a more standard West Coast IPA. Uh, Simcoe Mosaic Amarillo and Centennial. Who's it by? Offshoot, Offshoot. Beer Company. Offshoot. Brubaturo, Vienna, and Wheat Malts. Uh, the color is a kind of strawy golden color. And... Getting a little bit of kind of citrus juice. is more like mm-hmm. a, an orange juice type aroma there. The malts are coming through fairly well. They're giving it a little bit of a bready, crusty type aroma as well. I'm getting a little, also a little like mild, like oniony to it. Yeah, it's like got, an onion grass yeah. to it. It's got Simcoe, yeah, the Simcoe would there. definitely take that over. So, but I have found that in general, what I've noticed is that Simcoe pairs well with Mosaic pairs really well with Simcoe. They mm-hmm. they are very happy together. Has a moderate bitterness to it, or even significantly bitter, kind of on the tongue. The um, very West Coast in style, mm-hmm. very Phase Two, with a little bit of like 
tropical note, but it still feels. As I say, it's not very tropical, like like something that you would get from like maybe Azica or something like that. It's going to give you this like yeah. full. Um, it has a nice body to it. Mm-hmm. I like kind of how the malt kicks through at the end, kind of builds it out. It feels brighter and not like not resiny, so it's not going for that Chinook type. Yeah, yeah, thing, it's definitely but... getting like a like uh, I'm getting a little bit like orange citrus from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like feel like can taste that Simcoe where it's like pushing through, giving you that little bit of onion bitterness to it, um, like onion grassy, pine, a slight pine. Um, and then I, I I think the malts take over for the finish, and it leaves like a malty, grassy, almost type of finish. It seemed really bitter my first two sips, but I'm getting used to it. It's not as it's not laying on the tongue as heavy as it did the first few sips. I didn't mention it. This is seven point four percent. Split four ways. Uh, what's the IBU? Do not know. It doesn't say on the can either. Rarely do they say on the can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was worth a shot. Yep. Um, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's not bad, but it's, just, it's not what I was. It's not. It's from. not Friendsgiving, which was you know the one. That oh was, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, spent this past couple of days with my dad up at Pennsylvania, hunt, you know, deer camp for Pennsylvania deer season. It's near St. Mary's, PA, near Straub. So you know, lots of lot of Straub is being had, and I took Straub up, isn't bad from what no, I remember. It's it's fine. I took up a bunch of headhunters. That was my go-to. But um, one of the guys at camp, his brother's from Vermont, and comes down to hunt. He brought two cases of Heady Topper and two cases of Lawson's Finest Liquids um, uh, Sip of Sunshine. So, like, I said, like, it was this big fish cooler of, like, four cases of, like, whales, you know? <laughs> it was, like, like, not what you expect to see in the middle of nowhere northern Pennsylvania. How many of them did you have? I had... So those were beers that... He brought for his brother to take home. Like mm-hmm. it was like four hundred dollars worth of beer, mm-hmm. and um, oh, well, three hundred and like sixty, I guess. I just had one of each. Uh, the sip of sunshine we've had on the show before. I liked it a lot better than Hetty, and the Hetty was fresh. It, it just that doesn't do it Hedy, for me. I mean, it's fine. It's a great beer, but, but the, I don't the, get excited. The thing about Hetty is Hetty is now like a year or two old, and things have gone past yeah. Hetty. Uh, yeah, in terms it just of what it's never doing. really excited me. Yeah. I'm not gonna pour it out, but. The Lawson's that sip of sunshine was delicious though. You mentioned the headhunter. Have you had the the Fathead's uh, Hop Stalker? Mm-hmm. The yeah, it's yeah. a it's a Simcoe wet wet hop. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. I mean, I, I really enjoyed. It if you want that nice like piney bitterness like type of I, beer, I to didn't it. think this year's batch was quite as as good. I've had it the last couple years. Okay, so this was my first time having it this year. Yeah. So last... let's go over because we we talked about this before the show, but it didn't. But we may, you know, it's good for listeners to hear about the difference between non, you know, just regular old hopping, okay. wet Which hopping, Which was something I, was, I had to deal mm-hmm. with because I'm starting to really understand wet hop, but mm-hmm. dry hop, I misconcept with something yeah. else. So, remember, we used to have that conversation a long time ago. Yeah, I do remember. People that hate the term wet hops because... It's misleading. It's not. It's, it's not, not really like. Statement. Yeah, I mean, well, it's. So, so, may I? So to make sure that I'm getting there, may I say something about absolutely, what? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, sure. Are you sure? Yeah, get, get, the, get, like the, get the loser horn ready. No, I was gonna say because, like, from what I understand of wet hop, is that it's um essentially from when they harvest the hop, that it's thrown into fermentation within basically 24 hours of them being plucked. Oh. Uh, no. Kind, I'm kind of. Well, uh, I, you wouldn't really. I mean, that's like a simplified version of it. But would, I believe would, that you, would not be. That would just be. You would typically put those hops in the boil. You wouldn't. The, yeah. yeah, you, you wouldn't. Uh, put yeah, you boil them. Oh, okay. See, see, I need, I need correction on this. Yes. Okay. So, the vast majority of hops are picked. This is exactly right, why I wanted right. to do it. All right. So here, here's a little thing for your Cicerone training, Nick. Nick is actually going to take the uh, level one Cicerone training and tests. You're acting like I'm like so arrogant and confident about no, this. I'm not. No, I'm just, no, it's, it's, no it's exciting be, for us because because yeah. you're going to be who knows? Come on in school. I'd like to yeah. I'd like to know if I could pass it, but I'm not going to pay for the exam. I'm not paying for it either. My company's paying for it. <laughs> all right. So the vast majority of all hops used in beer are picked and then kilned dry to a mm-hmm. very low moisture content. I don't remember off the top of my head what the moisture content is, but say a couple percent. And then it's typically vacuum sealed or frozen keep it in freezers and then when you go to make beer some of them are pelletized you should mention yes that, they yeah. can be pelletized either whole hops or ground into a pellet and then ground into a flakes and pressed in the pellets 
Um, the traditional way of using hops in beer is to put it in the brew kettle, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple steps in making beer. You you mash the you mash the grains. So you grind the grains, you put them in a kettle, you add hot water, enzymes, turn the starches into sugars, you wash the sugars out, you run that into the brew kettle. You start boiling that, you want to sterilize it, you want to break proteins up, you want to isomerize hops to put the bitterness into the beer. So you that's where you at, traditionally add the hops to the beer. Way traditional brewing, you know, ancient brewing or even, you know, 18th century brewing, majority of the hops are put in early so you extract the bitterness because you're mm-hmm. not making a beer where you want things to taste like grapefruits and passion fruits and things like that. You just want beer. Yeah, so hence you, the evil so genius put, problem. So you yes. put the hops in early. Well, that actually adds passion fruit juice. <laughs> um, you add the hops early. So when craft brewers started experimenting with styles and bringing back certain legacy styles, they would add hops later in the boil. When you mm-hmm. add hops with about 15 minutes to go, it adds more flavor than bitterness. Okay. And you add it with just a minute or two to go or after the boil when it's just starting to cool, it adds more aroma than flavor. So that's all using hops in the brew kettle. Now you could use hops straight off the bind that haven't been kiln dry in the brew kettle there. You're putting in hops that have a high moisture content, you know, 85%, I think is probably where it's at as opposed to just a couple of percent, you know, 10% or less. Um, they will do, they'll impart different flavors into the beer. I find that it's more grassy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've it, done that before with your Cascade hops, right? Yeah, we've, we've made a harvest beer before. Um, so people who don't like uh, wet hops, you know, other names could be um, fresh hops. Yeah. Because they're not kilned and stored. You could freshly harvested hops, you know, unkilned hops. You know, you could be wet hops just because of that moisture content is why it's called wet, right? Um but pe- some people really don't like the term. So you yeah, can be- put those in the brew kettle in all those same things. Now, generally, they're not going to give you too much aroma. You know, so you would use those early, probably more for flavor, mm-hmm. since for some bittering, things like that. Um, and they're going to be less potent because there's so much water in them still. Now you cool your hot, wort, bittery wort, wort. You put it in your fermenter. You do your primary fermentation. And the yeast are all active and doing their fermentation. When the fermentation settles down, that's where you dry hop. You open the hatch on the fermenter, you throw in a barrel of hops, and then it soaks in the hops and picks up all kinds of lively, volatile compounds and flavors and aromas and things like that. That's dry hopping. So when you hear something like double dry hopped or triple dry hopped. So they've done that three times in a row. Right. They'll do it. They'll wait a couple of days. They'll put more hops in, you know, and they'll just keep kind of bursting the thing with hops. So that's if, if it's double dry hopped, then they, after a period of time, they added, they did it again. Which is interesting because you don't get isomerized hop compounds that way no. because they don't go to no, the boil. You're, you're getting so, volatiles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned about adding wet hops to the fermenter. I guess you could do it. Well, no, I, I, I just, that was just me misspeaking because I knew, like, when I first learned about it. Go, there's know. that. I don't think it would be very effective. Well, mm-hmm. When I first learned about wet hop, like, I, I knew there was, like, the boiling process of things. But I was always told that um, that it was, like, you're taking it basically as you, I mean, you. I put it, like, into a smaller version of things. But you put the, like, you're not putting it into storage. You're not doing anything with it. You're pretty much taking it from where it is and then putting it through the process of brewing yeah, beer. If you, if you don't use it in a couple of days, it'll start to rot mm-hmm. with that much moisture in it. Here's something interesting. Non-isomerized hop oils should not photolize. So they shouldn't skunk. Okay. So skunking is a chemical reaction that happens after you isomerize the hop oils. But isomerizing is essentially a, 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 when it boils, the uh, the molecular um, configuration changes uh, just slightly, but it does enough to um, make it, I think, more antimicrobial. And there are a couple other things that it does, uh, adding some comps, some flavors yeah. and compounds. Um, that causes the new structure now can be cleaved with the right energy of photon uh, to cause this uh, mercaptan, which comes out, uh, isoprenal mercaptan, and that is the skunk stuff. If it's not isomerized, that cleaving shouldn't happen. So if you, if you had a beer that was all dry hopped, 
I guess it wouldn't skunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But one one thing before we move on to this yeah. beer, Aaron, what did you think of the hop luck? I did not like it. <laughs> what did you not like about it? Uh, it's too. It was. It was very. It Bitter? was kind of just like I don't know. It it kind of tasted like the last one we just had, and it was just very lemongrassy, and I just I just was not a fan of it. So on to speaking of lemongrass, this is tall grass. <laughs> what a segue, huh? Um, <laughs> raspberry jam. It's a raspberry Berliner Weiss. This is a beer that Dave brought from. Oof. So it's okay. a sour Ber- Is it supposed to be a sour Berlin Weiss? Berliner Weisses are essentially yeah. like they're all sour to a degree. They're you know they're a sour mash. You know what and... this smells like? What stink bug. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say licorice. So. Doesn't smell like cilantro to me. I don't like licorice me. either. So stink bugs smell like cilantro to me. It yeah, not to me. Do you do you hate cilantro? Jeff? I don't. No. Okay. Uh, okay. No, it smells like a very gross version of cilantro. But okay. I, I get a very similar like major notes off of. Yeah. Stink See bugs where I work, it's like nine times out of ten, if anything has cilantro, you have to inform the guest there's cilantro <laughs> because so many people despise cilantro. Yeah, it's it's. I uh, love cilantro. I love cilantro too. So I'm T- like, oh, Tallgrass is about? in Manhattan, Kansas. This beer is Best Buy, December twenty third. Ooh, this is from Manhattan. Super raspberry off the off like. And, the and scent. Like I said, Dave brought it. It was a, it was quite the surprise. So we're going up to Deer Camp, and Dave's dad's Deer Camp is on the way to my dad's. Dave's deer dad's camp. Deer Camp. Yeah, Say that three times. It's on the way to <laughs> my dad's Deer Camp, and he they were at the bar. So me and my dad stopped in, and we were just having a couple beers with Dave Senior, and I was. It's a, it's a bar that you know Dave Junior has been going there since he was a little kid type thing, right? So I took a picture of the outside and I sent him a text, but I had contacts wrong on my phone. I sent his wife a text, and, <laughs> and she's like, "Are you there?" I'm like, "Yeah." And so is your dad. And then she got confused, like you know, her, you know, she mentioned her dad's name, like, "No, no, no." I'm like, "Oh, is this Wendy?" So then I send the text to Dave. Before it goes off, before Dave gets it, he walks in the door. He, he drove from Kansas to surprise his dad, and uh, he brought us a care package. So we just happened to be there when he when he walked in. Otherwise, you know, it would have been ferried home by his dad, and I would have had to pick it up here. <laughs> but um, so this one, four point three percent. This is Tallgrass Raspberry Jam, four point three percent, two row malt and malted white wheat, uh, including fresh raspberry puree. Uh, yeah. it, the aroma gives a lot of raspberry oh my God. with like a did like you, very sweet i did it oh has like a very um the, the, so when i de- like dove on in for the sweet uh it was extremely sweet it and like tarty face. uh like a tart sour that i'm getting from it um oh, that's good i get a nice raspberry finish like I'm full of yeah. berries in the finish, and that's, it's very bubbly. So, so it's really like nice. champagne bubbly. It, it is. It's exactly like champagne. Yeah, it's so, like champagne bubbly. Remember, um, Berliner Weiss is a, or a style that came from Berlin mm-hmm. and really not made much of anywhere else. If you get it in Berlin, you don't have. Re- I mean, I guess you could have the option if you really ask, but no one drinks it plain. Mm-hmm. It either comes dosed with raspberry syrup or Woodruff syrup, mm-hmm. so it comes out pink or green. And um, this tastes very much like a, you know, a raspberry syruped uh, Berliner Weiss. It has kind of the same kind of flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Have you so had one? Yeah, I've had one. Okay, so I have not. So I don't know uh, what the flavor profile is. But I, I like this. This has... I like it too. It it's does a good not, dessert beer. It does not have a medicine-y quality like the... No. like Or, or extract-y quality like the passion fruit uh, Evil Genius did. Um, it comes through as kind of a fresh raspberry, or at least like a, at least it's a jam like raspberry. Punches you in the face. Like, like I feel like I just had um, that's the like vanilla ice cream like with yeah. raspberries and raspberry syrup yeah. on top of it. I would love to eat like, ice cream so that, this. Yeah, make this into like a nice ice cream float. Oh, sure. I think would be so awesome. instead of raspberry jam. And I don't know if you've had these, but if you had those berry fig newtons. So it's more like a um, compote, right? It's mm-hmm. a thicker thing, and mm-hmm. it's more saturated in flavor. And for me, this has kind of the raspberry flavor I get out of the, the berry fig newtons. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I, I like it because it's – I like the, the way the tartness accents the mm-hmm. the raspberry, brings it forward without overdoing it. Um, 
it has a pretty lively uh, mouthfeel, which mm-hmm. you know. Well, I feel like it's like sucks. It's like it's yeah. tingling. It mm-hmm. like sucks you. Like um, this uh, one does have more sourness than like a traditional one, right? The traditional mm-hmm. one because of the strawberry syrup, right? It's strawberry. I mean, I mean raspberry syrup. It's raspberries, but also with a simple syrup, it it's tempers sweeter. the tartness and gives right. it a little mm-hmm. more sweetness. So. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Like I said, I would love to stick some vanilla ice cream with this. I think it would go like fantastic. I even nice think creaminess. That's a good call. There might be some, or it might be just in my imagination, but there might be some vanilla flavors in here, just like coming. I, I would try and search for it, but I'm empty, mm. so I can't. Let me have a sip of that. Oh, isn't that sweet? I I'm, I share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe it's just no. No, yeah, I don't get it. I think it might be suggestion. Mm-hmm. At the and, end, like, and when... think and Thanksgiving talked a lot about <laughs> suggestion. Mm-hmm. So yes. I fully believe that, especially sure. when when uh, you two were talking about like, well, oh, uh, Jeff, I believe it was who you were talking about. And you're like, well, I like to think that we're actually pretty good at pulling out flavor profiles, but I feel like sometimes I. I'm searching for something that really isn't there and then I end up finding it and then the people around me start to find it. Like that's yeah. paraphrasing what you were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And I feel that way when I'm speaking to my guests where I'm like, oh, yeah. when you drink this beer, you should be getting this, 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 but see, that you, kind of thing. You just need, you know, you're working in the service industry so you need to, you know, give the people what they want but that's also kind of Make them think they're getting what they want. Mm-hmm. So, right, you know, you, you, yeah. you if you go in with confidence and then they latch on to your suggestion, they're going to be happy and it's yeah. just good all Which around. happens so. a lot of the times where, like, uh, I mean, I've had guests that completely despised what I've given them. And I usually will forewarn, like, certain beers. Like, I know, mm-hmm. like, saisons aren't for everyone. And so I will... Well, they are. There's just too they, many bad saisons out there. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a couple good ones on this week. I mean, we had one by Allagash that was actually like yeah, fantastic. Allagash saison. We also have the Brooklyn Sriracha Ace. Awesome. And I love, I love the Brooklyn Sriracha Ace. That's like one of my go tos for the evening. Uh, I and, can't. I, I love that beer. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I can't call it a saison though. That's. What, I mean, it's different. It's really not. I mean, but. It, in, but they're still calling it that, and and, and I, I always said it's a little bit different than what like a traditional farmhouse saison would. But you like you yeah, said, you but like, but <laughs> it's it, a rustic but IPA you said, with you dwarf said hops. Last week though, saisons have a wide yes, but expansion. that's a rustic IPA with dwarf hops. That's what I you know. <laughs> <laughs> has sriracha ace hops. Yes, which are dwarf hops. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they don't grow on twenty foot trellises. They grow on like seven foot trellises. Oh, cool. See, this is, it's like so funny because where I work for uh, those listening, like I'm now working at a tap house while I'm working on other variety of music things out in Philadelphia. And he's not in the PR department, so he cannot reveal who it is. Exactly. However, um, I think because of my motivation and showing my interest of beer and I walk in, like I know a little bit more than some of the other servers they've had to walk in with, um, I've been excelling with learning and developing certain things. And everything I credit, they're just like, well, where do you, how'd you learn these things? And I'm just like, craft beer radio, <laughs> craft beer radio all the way. And I constantly am talking about Greg and Jeff and just like, they taught me everything I know and I don't know anything, <laughs> but they taught me the little bits that I know. And from the little bits that we know, <laughs> yeah, we taught you the little bits you know. Yeah. But like, I, I brag about this all the time. I get people, I've gotten That's my awesome. guests, um, my guests will pull out their phones and be like, is this the podcast you're talking about? I'm like, yes. So I know a couple of my nice. guests. Hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Cause I kept telling all my guests, yeah, I'm going to be back on there December 1st. Like, so you'll see a podcast and so many of them will pull out and be like, is this it? And they'll hit subscribe. Right then with the there. one Nick's on. No, but they, they're, they're pulling up subscriptions. Like I, I'm, cool. I'm consistently advertising craft beer radio because I think it's a beautiful thing. And like, I always tell my guests, I was like, everyone has a different palette. You're going to taste things different from what I taste. And I think that's one of the beauty things of beer. Well, speaking of advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so it's coming up on uh, on that Christmas time of year. Uh, or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is you celebrate. Eid, I think. Uh, My birthday. 
Jeff's celebrate birthday. my birthday. Everyone celebrate my birthday. My birthday Next tomorrow. Birthday, yes. tomorrow. Also known as the solstice. So, um, bunch of other things. When you for shop, all you pagans out there, it's gonna be a good time. Yes, when you shop, shop on Amazon, but don't go to Amazon.com. You go to craftbeerradio.com/slash/Amazon. But why would I do that, Jeff? Why would I take that extra step? Just do it, Nick. <laughs> Just do it. Because you want to help support the show. But how does that support the show? All it is is more buttons for me to click. If you go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon when you start your shopping session, then with everything you buy through that shopping shopping, shopping session will cost you not a penny more, but 6 to 7% of that spend will come to us. Well, that seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> and if you like shopping on your mobile, go to your browser and do craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon instead of that Amazon app. That Amazon app is evil. <laughs> For those who are listening on the podcast home station right now, it was a very funny face that got Greg to laugh. <laughs> oh, and apparently our Amazon store is down right now, and it says we'll be back shortly. <laughs> it's been down for a couple days. and uh... What are you going to do? All right. So if you wanted a curating shopping list of all our favorite beer drinking accoutrements, you can find that link on our website, but it's not working right now. So Jeff brought... Jeff, no, Jeff, Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick brought us uh, Guinness's 200th anniversary export stout. Um, export stout being the uh, the Guinness product that I generally liked. I think that both of us liked. Uh, export stout is not their, well, no, dra- this... is not their draft. Mm-hmm. It's This is not... You're thinking of Guinness Extra Stout. No. No, they're going to have their export. Where did you find this? Did you go to Africa to get it? Maybe I am thinking of Extra Stout. The one with the yellow label. Yeah. Extra Stout. Are you thinking if you ever went to Africa? (sighs) (laughs) Export. Save it for tomorrow. So there's, there's Guinness Draft. Guinness Pub Draft, right? It's the one in the widget can or the the bot, nitro bottle. Bless the rains. There you go. There's yes, there's Africa. Guinness Extra Stout, which is the one in the yellow label and the right. kind of stubby bottle. Which and is it's the good Guinness, right? It is it's the one that's not uh, nitro. It's... And then there's a foreign export stout, which is the one that like we can't get where like they ship it to Africa. Now this one is our 200th anniversary export stout, so it's not a foreign export. But I mean, just tasting this, this, this does not taste anything like extra stout, yeah. right? This has more. I mean, I I have to get more sips to start tasting about it. But yeah, when I saw this. It was out on the market. I was like, I'm going to have to grab one of those, and we're going to have to do it on the show. So I'm very happy that you brought this. Yeah, I walked into my distributor um, the day they were releasing. There was a Guinness uh, representative there having tasters. And uh, I basically told her how much I really can't stand traditional Guinness <laughs> because I think it's just overdone. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up having a great conversation for about 30 minutes. Um, I tried it. I enjoyed it. I bought it. And I was like, this would be really cool because it's such a limited, they're only doing it for now. And they were just doing it until they ran out. I was like, oh, this would be a cool thing to bring out. And like, um, so it, it's it's stouty, so it's a, but it's not as black as, say, like Guinness would be. Like what, yeah, It's got like kind of red highlights. Yeah, it has some nice amber qualities, especially when you start tipping it. It has a very mild head. Um, when you sniff it, I get some like smoky, mm-hmm. some like a bits of oakiness to it. You know um, what I get? It smells like coffee and weed. Okay, I can get the coffee. <laughs> I can get the, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that makes it's sense. Um, as soon as I smell it, I'm like, well. <laughs> but, but when I taste it though, I get like um, some nice uh, like molasses almost. Like, hops, um, you know, hops are in the uh, same family as cannabis. They're, well, they're cousins. Uh, they're actually part of the cannabis cabinet family. So, yeah. That's why they have similar, you know, flavor and, and uh, aroma profile. So the story, the story that accompanies this beer says this. So this is not Guinness's 200th anniversary. This is it's the 200th anniversary of shipping beers to America, mm-hmm. and this is supposedly a recreation of the recipe of what they shipped to America 200 years ago. Yeah, I see. So not also not Guinness for an export stout, which you know. Get served to Africa. So this is interesting. Um, they make a big point. They don't 
tell me on here what's in it. Say six percent, and their golding's hot, so don't mention exactly here what it's made from. But they do have on the label here black patent malt, which is probably yeah. where a lot of those you know uh, smoky compounds really that you're selling are coming from. Yeah. I just get a lot of coffee. Like I said, like when I when I when I'm tasting it, I get the I can definitely pull some like coffee-esque but that i think that i usually correlate that with smokiness Mm -hmm. um i'm getting a very it's very dry for me it's like a dry uh, overall and then um a little bit like i said i mentioned molasses i'm kind of getting that aspect of it not like the super sweetness of it but like the the texture of it the woodiness Mm -hmm. of it like the mild piney but not like a hot pine like a like like a syrup kind i'm with of. you i mean the the molasses the kind of woody um kind of cedary mm-hmm. type type flavors in there are kind of what the main things i'm drawing on just for comparison here uh guinness draft is four and a half percent abv guinness extra stout is 5.6 percent abv this beer six. is six percent and Guinness Foreign Export Stout, the other one we were talking about, is 7.5% ABV. Hmm. And the, I've never had that beer. Well, if I ever get to Africa. Mm-hmm. Aaron, are you liking this beer? For, it's okay. I'm not, for, I'm not a huge fan. Change. She's turning. A couple years ago, I mean, something like I, this would have been, like, I know. disgusting. And, like, the more I drink these, like, beers, it's like I can't... Every time I smell them, I'm like, oh, this yes, is going to... Welcome gonna, to Slytherin. This is going to be bad, I know. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. And I try it, I'm like, this isn't that bad. I'm like, I don't know if it's because the beer is not that bad or it's because I just don't taste it as being bad anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I would say it's it's the second one. I mean, yeah. because you've gotten more used to the flavors, your your palate is now used to them, and you can now pick out the things that you that you enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Um, I like chocolate stouts like a lot better. I can like understand this, that for I sure that because yeah. those are things that you're familiar with. Yeah, you're I familiar like with chocolate. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with vanilla and, and those and coffee. You're familiar with those things. That's why, like someone who's not a beer drinker, that I folk like I am trying to turn into, or like they're like, give me a beer because I don't really like beer. I actually push more towards the chocolatey types of stouts. Like I had a bartender once saying, mm-hmm. well, why are you giving that someone who doesn't drink beer? It's like, because they're so familiar with that. It's going to taste chocolate. It's going to taste sweet. They're familiar with desserts. They're familiar with these flavors. So they're going to enjoy them a lot more. And rather than going for a lighter beer, like a Pilsner where that tastes very beery, or if you go for like, um, a half of Weizen, where you're gonna get like yes, yeah, some lighter notes, maybe a little bit like banana quality to it. That, but it's something people aren't used to. But at it's all. something people aren't used to. I mean, that could be something they really enjoy. They just don't know it yet. But to me, I feel I gather a better sense of getting people into beer when I push for those more. Yeah, I think most people tend beers. to be pickier than not. Right? Uh, there are those you know adventurous guys who who like like I, I consider myself one of them who. I'll go for the the strange flavor that I've never had before. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, like the the what was it? Mind number by Shorts. The the vodka tonic <laughs> beer is that what it was? Uh, what were you talking the one about? One at Saver two years ago. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I mean, I wasn't there, but yeah. I remember that Shorts one. Though. Yeah, it was it was a vodka tonic infused beer i don't yeah. even remember anything about it because that was after like a hundred years already right. that day and but tonic like, water is so good but it was so freaking delicious i, I don't and remember we went but... back for seconds because I... of how much we loved it we were both just like oh my god it's amazing right. and we walked back up to the dude and just started talking to him and i remember because he had an amazing mustache <laughs> <laughs> so uh this uh greg uh, sent this uh, to us thank you greg this is which one is it this is Free Rise from Trillium. All right. It doesn't work in Firefox. It works in Chrome. Oh, that's fun. I know. <laughs> the new Firefox is awesome, by the way. I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> I like Chrome, though. Yeah, but the new Firefox is fast. I've heard good things but, about the But new that's Firefox. a lot of change. <laughs> to go back to Firefox. Right, so Free Rise is the Mosaic Dry Hopped Saison from Trillium. 7.3% ABV. 
Brewed in Massachusetts. Malts that are used are Pilsner, Valley Wheat, Flaked Wheat, and Dextrose, and it's hopped with Columbus. Can on October 6th. So here's a, a light straw, a little bit hazy. Wait, it's, it, I'm sorry, what were the hops with it? Columbus. Okay. In Mosaic. Mm, they just say Columbus here on the website. Mosaic dry hop season. Okay, so this is the Mosaic dry hop I was going to say, because there's, there's a, a variety, like um, pulling it up on the website as well. I'm um, getting uh, one dry hopped with Citra, dry hopped with Nelson. So, uh, Oh, the Nelson one might be really interesting, too. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's Nelson's... a variety of different dry hops here, so I think they have a, dry, a variety of different like styles for this specific beer. That Merica with those Nelson hops last last episode was <laughs> friggin' fantastic. I totally... I know, I listened. Yeah. I really, 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 really wanted it. <laughs> They should just call them Nelson Hobson and use the band Nelson. What was that <laughs> no, uh, song they no, did? No, no, they shouldn't. My sniffer's a little so, broke today, guys. It so. has like a like a like a nice orange kind of smell, grassy, earthy. Oh, I smell lemongrass. Smell. I smell a bit of weed. Gra- you smell weed in this one? Yes. Oh my god. Oh, I can I can get a I can go with that. Yeah, a little bit of that I stanky. Do, I do not smell weed with this. I don't think it's as stanky uh, as weed, though. I think it's a lot sweeter. No, it depends on the weed, right? I mean, I don't know. You've been to smoke. Colorado. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> smoked that much. I haven't smoked that much Are you weed. Anything like, so, like, I'm a little stuffed up, but I'm smelling something that's a little earthy, maybe a little mushroomy. It's, it's so hard to say. I'm not stuffed up, but uh, it's like I expect it to be there in a Saison, right? But it, I'm mostly yeah. getting sort of more bright notes. Okay. I'm getting a lot and, brighter. And now notes, I'm smelling like dried mangoes. You know, like now this next sniff I took was was very juicy. I like dried mango. That's a good call. I, I'm really focusing on that earthy side of it, though. I keep going back there. <laughs> that's the part that's kind of hooking me and engaging me. Yeah, I like the earthiness of it. I I feel like I can go with a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, I wouldn't call it lemongrass, but I would agree that it has a sweeter note to it um i like the earthy quality of it that's coming from it so it almost tastes like fresh like you just pulled it from the ground like some sort of like i don't know it's a little lettucey in a way it's kind of like mm-hmm. um yeah it does have a, a greens yeah like so kind end, of feel greens at the end i get like more of a lettucey taste or maybe like a swiss chard or something like that yeah, a little bit i mean i'm even thinking like pure old Plain old iceberg lettuce, really? just because okay. there's a little bit of a of a bitter old quality iceberg to... lettuce. No, it doesn't <laughs> taste. I, see, I get the older side of things. Interesting. I, I feel like this is iceberg lettuce that I had in a salad and I left it in my fridge for a week ago. I think that sounds good. <laughs> and I grabbed it out and threw some ranch on it, hoping to cover it. I'm not getting the ranch, but you still get that bitter from that yeah. iceberg. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's. I get like I don't know if it's going well with the mosaic. I think it, it's kind of it's competing with this kind of it's fighting uh, with this the finish kind of flavor going the, on. The and... finish is orangey for me. I have like a like I just finished biting into an orange, and then I just finished eating it, and I have that left on my palate with a hint of grassiness, like I just smoked a huge bowl. Like that is like so what I'm like getting. It, Orange weed is mm. what I'm kind of getting. Interesting. Mm-mm. I'm not getting the orange so much. I'm now now the guava thing is turning more into mango, but it still has that lettucey bitterness. That, uh, that's all I'm tasting. It's just like the grassy, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, all like, I taste is lemongrass. I'm, I'm tasting know. a lot. I'm tasting. <laughs> I'm tasting the field greens. I'm tasting like. Almost like a salad, right? With oranges sliced on top of it. Okay, yeah, I can and see maybe a little mandarin orange. Okay. Maybe maybe there. like the um, the risen of it, kind of like shaved on top of it. I don't know. I'm trying to help you guys. Out I mean, I think I for me, it's I'm probably flavoring. a palate drift thing because I recently had a salad with oranges on it, so that's kind of what's fresh in my mm-hmm. mind. But yeah. it, it's definitely relating with with what I'm tasting here. Uh, I I do think that the the hopping, the dry hopping, is. It's kind of hiding some of the rusticness, and I, I want rusticness in saisons. Yes, right? I agree. When, when I things agree. call themselves saisons and they're like they're sweet or they're hot, you I, know, yeah. like sriracha ace, delicious beer. 
I would never consider it a saison. There's a little bit of rusticness in there, but that's not the core of the beer. Yeah. The core of the beer is how magnificently that they use this Rache Ace hops. Yeah, exactly. And like when I when I want to saison, like I mean, not all of them are going to be like that because, like you said last episode, saisons have such a wide variety. But I like my saisons with breadiness. I like it with that old leathery. <laughs> earthy grassy like that stanky stank that we talked about the like one of the few times that i was here like talking about that stank like that's how i want my saisons not all of them are like that like i said the sriracha ace i love the sriracha ace i think that's one of the best things brooklyn has produced like i absolutely adore that beer and i push that beer consistently because i think it's such a great beer you should you should it's delicious it's a good beer yeah, yeah. And I've had yet to have any guests really complain about it. Because do you have it on draft or in bottle? Let me pour that out. Or you? Everything I, we I, do I, is draft. I've had, I've had it in twelve ounce bottles recently and on draft recently. And the draft was significantly better than yep. twelve ounce bottles. Um, we have a 100- now they have they have they have big bottles too, and those would be bottle conditioned. Yeah, I'm not speaking about those at all because I I don't know how do those compare. Um, this uh this might give a hint of certain things that I'm not allowed to say, but uh, we have 130 on draft at at least the location where I'm at. So 130 on draft, we have a rotating tap system as well. So we are every Tuesday... You can just pretend you work at Flying Saucers and game's over. So Yeah. There you go. He works at Flying Saucers. Flying Saucers is a great place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our final beer is uh, another... This is Dave, I think. No, this is Greg. This is Greg. Okay, thank you, Greg, again. Uh, Hayes from Treehouse Brewing Company. Um, to put it mildly, can you turn me up for a second, Jeff? There'll be whales here! <laughs> <laughs> so here we have a Northeast IPA. Uh, clearly very hazy. Got lots of straw color with the kind of that 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 almost creamsicle look <laughs> oh absolutely it's a very mild head it like dissipated really quickly yeah they generally seem to with this kind of beer 8.2% 90 IBU uh Okay. Doesn't smell like a 90 IP beer for sure. <laughs> smells like the Saison. Yeah, it smells like uh, peach and passion fruit. I'm getting like yeah, orange are... and grass. Lemongrass for everything. I can get a little bit of orange. There's, there's a, I think lemongrass isn't too far off base, but I think the peach is a really good call. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of flavors that are common in these Northeast Hazy IPAs are kind of like a cream peach type thing. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go too far into Northeast IPA because you guys went on to that last episode. We do that Talked all the about, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 our, it's kind of our new obsession. It's just a fad. If it's a fad, <laughs> it's a damn good fad. I like my pet rock. I really don't know what's but wrong with see, I, 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 I don't, yeah, like I said, I think I get the peachiness from it. Um, I can get some oranginess from it. I'm just not getting the lemon. It's do, just do not as interesting. you know what I'm smelling right now? Weed. What do you smell? Cat litter. Cat. <laughs> oh my god, it smells like our cat litter. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I'm not crazy. Thank you. Oh, I'm god. guessing that's probably a perfume that they use. It's a perfume that they use because I just mm-hmm. dumped it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it I'm, so, I'm like so happy that I'm not just crazy that it smells like cat litter. <laughs> no, it, it, this it one is like different litter. than a lot of the uh, hazy IPAs that we've had That's recently. What it smells like, this one has uh, a little bit more bitterness that carries through the back end, yeah. and this one it also has. Um... Oh, we got to go a sip to come it, back there. That I mean, it's different than than, than the aroma for sure because mm-hmm. it really punches mm-hmm. you with a lot of orange and. Um, Did you mm. say they're using mosaic? I don't know. Or no citra hops. Oh my god, there's a lot of citrus. Um, Holy, there's god. like. The I like, viscosity I like of it's very a, full, but that's yeah. like one thing that Northeast IPAs mm-hmm. are like known for, and it's very creamy in like the texture of it. Because the oats, mostly. I feel like mm-hmm. it's so. I don't know. I feel like it's really dry. It tingles my mouth, and it 
tastes like citrus. The, the tinkling in your mouth, I'm getting that too. It's almost like it's a harvest beer, like a wet hopped beer where you kind of get that little burning in the back mm-hmm. of your throat yeah. from the hops. Yeah, I think there are a lot of hops put in this one because it it, it has it's much more apparently bitter than than most Northeast mm-hmm. IPAs I've had. Yeah, it, it leaves a very bitter finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but it's like a light bitter though. Like it's bitter, but it's very light on the lips. Um, the oats really helped to kind of yeah. carry that away and and I don't know mix it in. But it's it, it's interesting. It's it's, it's different, it which I'm fine with. Rhyming. I mean, I'm I'm really. I'm happy to see more experimentation going on in this style. Oh, yeah. right? I think it I mean, definitely needs variation, yeah. right? That's how you're going to get to the next <laughs> great leap of, of interesting things and everything's making the same beer. Then it could fizzle out. Yeah. It's pretty darn good. I but... mean, if, if everything tasted like Lou, would I get sick of Lou? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Lou being the beer from Brew Gentleman that was one of my favorite beers of the year. Yeah, like I mean, I'm getting a lot of rind from it. A lot of like, I'm with uh, you. I'm with you. It's it's a bit pithy. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. With um, like uh, like I said, the the viscosity of it, it seems a lot denser than most IPAs. Which I guess I mean is is from what I'm seeing is common within the Northeast idea, and um, definitely a grassier note. Yeah, it's it's it's. Like, I, I actually might not, if, on a blind tasting, I don't know if I would, I mean, I would, with the hoppiness, I'd probably still identify it as an IPA, but if I remove that... It, oh my goodness, the hop burps this thing gives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is. It's like, it's like, uh, if you're drinking like a hop tea, it is like super like, I'm burping little hop pellets out. <laughs> well, remember when, when I when I saw that it was 90 IBU, I kind of expressed like 90 IBU. That's a lot for, for uh, this kind of beer. Yeah. yeah. So and there's yikes. there's something going on here. That thing really. Uh, yeah, I just think that's kind of probably their like turn it up to 11, and because uh, it is <laughs> it is certainly hot. So on the back they call it. Let's see. Flavors of aromas of orange, flavors and aromas of orange juice, fresh peach, and papaya, offset by a gentle bitterness. No. <laughs> <laughs> On um, Untapped, they're saying uh, the flavor with a blast of citrus fruit and peach, quickly followed by a bounty of tropical fruit. I'm not pulling. There is no bounty of tropical fruit. <laughs> no. There's a bounty tropical of tropical fruit. <laughs> A lingering and pleasant saturated hop okay. boiled finish. We're not we're not, we're not I, here to like retweet. I, kinda, so. No, I was saying I was oh, like okay. I, I kind of agree with that, but I don't agree with tropical fruit. You got to think, figure people are going to want to like the beer if they get their hands on it, being from Treehouse. So uh, I wouldn't put much stock in untapped reviews. All right, Aaron, mm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, what's your rankings? Oh, okay. Well, that one's last. <laughs> oh really? Wow! Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Wait, not passion fruit? I don't. No, that one was. I can't. I can't even drink that one. That one's way too. So which tingly. one's last? Wait, that one's last. Passion fruit by the, Evil Genius. The literally one no. that we just drank. Oh. Treehouse. Sorry. All right. Stop mansplaining it to her, man. <laughs> <laughs> the one that we just drank is last. All right. Um. My first one was the raspberry. Yes. Okay. The tall grass. Yeah. We're working our way towards the middle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to just... Okay, and then the Guinness was second. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then everything else kind of just got clumped into last place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you, you like not... to try to put them in some sort of order, or should I randomize it? Um, uh, let's see... Which one did you say that was the um, the one that tasted like cough syrup? The okay, that one's my third. Your third, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that one I didn't, I didn't hate as much. I know. Okay. Oh, yeah, hey, you're. It's your. I love how you. I love how you arrived at that though. Which one did you hate the most? That's what okay, I did that's that my third <laughs> favorite. Um, and then the um, hop lucky is uh, second to last. Okay. And then so the free rise, the the, free the, the saison yeah. is the one that's right in the middle. Sorry, I ranked first to last. <laughs> well, last and then went to first. But <laughs> uh, all right, Nicholas. So I thought we had some, a couple, really nice beers. 
a couple meh beers. Okay. And one really, really bad beer. <laughs> so, in last place, really, really what, do we, what are we guessing here? I'm, I'm guessing the, the... Bye, Felicia. Yep. That one is going dead last for me. That's what I expected. Yeah, I think everyone and their mother expected that one. Um, <laughs> followed, that one. <laughs> followed by the offshoot Hopluck. I just thought there could have been more with it. It didn't really sit well with me. When do we know when that that was canned? Very recently. Very recently. Yeah. Okay. So it it isn't that it was late. It just I don't remember much about it, which tells me I just didn't really care. Um, following that one, uh, we're probably going to go with the haze. So I, I'm still drinking it because I'm drinking Aaron's. You're welcome. Wait for those burps. Those burps are going to be epic. I I think, well, yeah, I felt that. It's something (laughs) I didn't like. Um, It's very oniony, which I don't even think we talked about when we were drinking it. No, it's a good call, though. There's definitely a big onion character to it. There's a huge onion character to it, and it's just something I don't want in IPAs. So, like, I just, I like the more fruitier topics of things. Like, Greg and I had a conversation um, uh, through text uh, recently, or maybe it was phone call recently about how like my favorite hops are turning into the more fruitier ones like azica right now it's like anything that has azica and i'm just like oh my god i love this because i just love that tropical fruit stuff galaxy hops i'm just absolutely adoring like oh my god so delicious Mm -hmm. but like this one i i think there could have been something different with it it could have been blended a little bit better um free rise we'll be following that one um it's not that I disliked it because I enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of agree with Jeff that maybe Saison's uh, – but I, I, di- I agree and disagree. Like uh, Saison's – this isn't what I expect out of a Saison, but it's also enjoyable. It's not that it was a bad beer. It just – am I going to remember it unless I untap it? Probably not. So that kind of like spins it into another direction for me. Um, following that one, we have the raspberry jam. I thought, uh, that was a fine beer. I enjoyed the nice sour tartness that it gave me. I enjoyed the finished. It would be a beer that I would want to drink as a dessert after having like a nice jambalaya or a steak dinner. Mm. And then I just had some nice water and I busted that out as a dessert. Maybe a little bit of vanilla ice cream with it. I think that would be a fantastic dessert. So much sugar. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this is a little bit of an odd placement, but um, I think I'm going to be the only one that's going to place it here. But the 200th uh, anniversary export stout at number one, unless I'm missing one. Am I missing one? No, that's it. Okay, yeah. I I really enjoyed this beer by Guinness. It gave me that that like I said that little bit of uh, molas- uh, molasses in it. Gave me a nice smoky quality that I want on my stouts. Um, a little bit of oakiness, a little woodiness to it. It's something that I want to sip on for long periods. I, it's not going to grow old for me. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this beer, and it, to me, it ranked it ranked number one for me tonight. Okay, I'll go next. Um... In last place, I put the Evil Genius. No real shocker there. Uh, it was just kind of not not in tune with, with my taste. And I'm just not a big fan of these fruited IPAs anyway. So not um, not expecting much and not getting much. Uh, go for McKellar instead of Evil Genius, guys. Go for what? McKellar is the guy's, the, the guy's twin and they hate no, each other. No, no. no? think of Evil Twin... McKellar. Oh, that okay. So that that's where that comes from. That's right. Because Evil Twin's good, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a. It's so close, guys. It's, it's so, so close. close. Brand confusion. Brand confusion. There's too many beers out there. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put the uh, Treehouse. This um, this haze. Um. Like I said, I uh, I appreciate them doing something different with with the Northeast IPA style, going in different direction. This was not a direction though that I really dug. I felt like it kind of it overdid the bitterness and and lost some of the the good things about these Northeast IPAs that I really enjoy. So, hey, I mean, if if, if you if you like a bitter blast, 
then this might be a Northeast IPA for you. But for me, I'm not in. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, in fourth place, um, uh, third. Third. Sorry. No, fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Fourth. 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 Shush you. Okay, your your mic's turned off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's right there. You can reach the soundboard. <laughs> Damn it. I need walls. Uh. In fourth place, I'm going to put the Trillium because it kind of like I just sort of felt like the the, the Saison-y aspects were lost in the hops, and I wanted more of that Saison stuff. Felt like it could have been there, uh, even though it was really, but it was really bitter. I don't know if that was the mosaic dry hopping that made it really bitter, or but whatever it was, it was competing with the stuff, and it just it didn't didn't make it cohesive, and I was just not a huge fan. In third place, then kind of falling in there is the offshoot. Uh, I think it was fine. I just, you know, was expecting a little bit more, uh, especially since we had the, the uh, Friendsgiving, Friendsgiving yes. which was awesome. And this is just kind of like, okay, West Coast IPA, decent. Um, but uh, decent is enough to get third place in this show. Uh, but the number one and number two were really pretty, really good. Uh in second place, I'm going to put the Guinness because I really enjoyed the tall grass. I thought the tall grass had a lot going for it. I really liked the integration of the fruit. I loved just the the texture and quality that was going through there. Not a huge like big on Berliner vices right now, and this really hit the spot for me. So like being able to go against my prejudices and still hit the spot uh, makes it a number one for me. And Guinness and gets a number two spot. Well, this may surprise you, but my rankings are exactly the same as Greg's, <laughs> which means you guys are wrong. <laughs> um, you know, no surprise about that evil genius. Um, I I disliked that almost as much as Watermelon Dorado. You poured it out. Yeah. I just thought that that, that passion for treatment in there was just lazy. Yeah. Half-assed, boring ineffective and gross <laughs> and that's kind of how i expect evil genius is going to uh, treat their beers with adjuncts it's just i've had two met purple monkey dishwasher and... I've, I've had a lot by them since i've lived in philly and yeah. i've yet to enjoy them yeah it's uh just not a brewery that i would you know put on my shopping list i'm gonna put the treehouse in fifth place much like greg it you know, it's a it's a cult brewery. Got a whale here. It was a fine beer. That bitterness was was mouth raking, and it was just not like Greg said. It's cool to try new things with hazy IPAs. Keep the you know keep innovating, keep trying new things. But you know, for me, this one just wasn't in a direction that's improving. Right. You know, it's evolving, right? This is going to be a dead end on the evolutionary chain <laughs> of IPAs, I feel. Um, if you like that super gritty, hop-bursted, you know, pop pellets in the back of your throat type flavor, then you might enjoy it more. But really, that's kind of anathema to what hazy IPAs are to me. And it just was conflicting and, and didn't really give it much of a good drink. The uh, Free Rise... The Trillium, kind of the other cult brewery that we had on the show. Um, yeah, I think the Mosaic Dry Hop kind of detracted from the Saison that was there and not enough to, to really win it back. Yep. You know, it was kind of okay. It got penalized for, for the Dry Hop and then, you know, the Saison couldn't be tasted and it just kind of fell into fourth place. The offshoot, it was good. Like, exactly what you said, right? It was... A, not as awesome as the one we had last week, their Friendsgiving. You know, that was delicious. It was like, so I had really high hopes for this one. And then this one came out a little more bitter than like a juicy tropical IPA. You know, it was a little more phase two-ish, like you said earlier on. And it was just where it lands because of that. I'm going to put the, the Guinness in second place. I, everything Nick said about the flavors in there, you know, the kind of the molasses, the woody, you know, I was getting more of a cedar. I wouldn't say oak. Uh, we can talk about that in the post show if you want about like what different flavors of wood are you know 
what I think about them at least. You know, yeah, one absolutely. one person's opinion. Uh, I was getting something a little more cedary. That or, sounds exciting. Yes. And but I thought that was really good. I, I kind of like the little the more like kiln fire taste that was in there. Mm-hmm. And then that tall grass that um, that a lot of people liked tonight, uh, I thought had a really good balance of fresh raspberries and bitterness uh, of the set the tartness from from the kettle from or the you know the the uh, sour fermentation and uh, that was pretty good, pretty good, pretty 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 pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> I think we all agree, though, that the Tallgrass was a good beer. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's what I mean. Like, to, for me, like, Guinness and Tallgrass was split between. I think it's because I okay. prefer Stout more is what it became. Okay. Like, the ultimate decision. And now a few extra moments of <laughs> Jeffrey and the guys. <laughs> right, you know, like, from the... <laughs> oh, from... from at, at the end of uh, yeah, In Our Time. Uh, in Our Time, right. And now <laughs> a few extra moments within our time. <laughs> um... We, we need somebody to come in with, with coffee or tea, yes, right? Yes, but it's really See, time I to get off here. I just want to say, it was pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. That's been our show. This, right. So for those of you who are listening because of Nick, um, this is what it's kind of like, but it's just me and Jeff most of the time, so so it's not as, as, uh, as exciting. Uh, but craft yeah. beer radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com. We like Twitter more than other things. If you want to hit us up on the social media, it's I'm at Jeff Bear. At C B R Greg. You got N E Jones music over there. Or you can find me on Untapped as N E Jones. Northeast IPA Jones. N E Jones. Northeast Jones. Northeast Jones. <laughs> I'm nobody. <laughs> Don't contact me at all. <laughs> you damn kids and your social media. <laughs> your Snapchat. Sing from above. Every day void seems too tiny to love some. Give your heart and soul.